And welcome back to another group therapy session. That is the podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. We gather here usually on a Wednesday or Thursday and talk about what has happened from the week before and what is coming forward. I am joined by my cohorts here, editors, fellow editors here at the Livingston Parish News. I'm going to let them introduce themselves today so that you, the viewer or the listener, can put a voice to a name. So gentlemen, we're going to start on my left. Go ahead. This is Rob DeArmond. I'm the sports editor here at the Livingston Parish News. And now on my right. And this is David Gray, lifestyle editor with the Livingston Parish News. And there they are, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. A little less redundant today. Mm. Got a lot to talk about, uh, quite a bit, and we are here in a nice steamy room. The AC on this side of the building is not functioning correctly, so I'm going to try to get them out of here because I blow a lot of hot air. First and foremost, we're going to start off with Mr. David Gray. Because there's, there's a lot of vaccination information out there. There's several layers to it. Um, eventually, we'll get to the point where we can talk about the fact that it seems that Livingston Parish, it, it, compared to the, at least the rest of the state, or in most instances compared to our large neighbors, New Orleans and Baton Rouge, we're moving a little slow. Yes. People are a little hesitant to go get that vaccine. So we've had two vaccination events so far, and another was announced yesterday. Let's talk about the two established vaccination efforts first. Yeah, well, okay. So last week we had, uh, it was a pretty big week. Uh, the school system, they had their first vaccination clinic. They were given the, they were given uh, one of the two-dose vaccines, so the teacher's going to have to go back and get another one. But in the school system, it was a pretty good response. I mean, if you see, they had they were able to do around 700 vac uh, vaccine doses, and that's out of 4,000 employees, and that doesn't count the employees that have been eligible before to get their to get their vaccine doses. So they've actually had compared to the parish as a whole, they've had a pretty good response. When you get to the parish as a whole, that's where you kind of see some of the numbers dip a little bit. Uh, in the story I wrote last week. The uh, the health director for Region Nine, she, uh, Gina Lagarde, she was really that. That's what they're trying to stress is to get these more more of these community events out there because especially in a lot of areas like Livingston Parish, Region Nine as a whole, where you have Livingston Parish, Tangipahoa, Saint Helena, and Washington, you got a lot of these rural areas. So having these vaccine clinics are a way to help people who can't maybe get out there on their own, and the especially with the Johnson and Johnson. With a single dose, it's easier to have though to use that vaccine for these clinics because that way, once the person gets a shot, they're done. So, I think it was in Livingston Parish. It was in the bottom ten of the sixty-four parishes in the state in terms of like percentage of residents who have been fully vaccinated so far. So yeah, it's just gotten off to kind of a slow start. But like I said, the two events that I went to, they almost you know I guess you could say sold out. I mean they're not paying for it obviously, but they they got rid of almost all the doses. There was very little waste. And there's another one this Thursday, March 18th, at the Ellen Lockhart Park. So they're starting to get more of these more of these vaccine events. And one thing that people don't realize is they don't have much time to prepare for these events. They're kind of given the heads up, like the the Livingston Parish Office of Homeland Security Emergency Preparedness, or LOSEP. They they are given maybe you know 48 hours of notice, and they. Are told how many doses they have, and they have to find a spot and you know roll them out. So I mean, it's not like these things are planned that far in advance because you don't really know how many doses your area is going to get. So, you know, it is interesting when you think about this from sort of a parish-wide effort because I, you know, on the one hand, 
they're selling out, like you said. Are are uh, dosing out? No, yeah. that doesn't sound good either. <laughs> it's, nothing really sounds good because then you say sticking out. No, that doesn't make sense. But they run out of supplies yes. every time they stand one of these up, and they stand them up quickly. So that means there is a demand. Could it possibly be? And I'm asking for a little bit of opinion here. But could it possibly be that uh, you know just because of the way this is rolling out? And the way it's rolling out in Livingston Parish, we just haven't seen that uptick yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's also, you know, how many doses you're getting. Because Dr. Gorge, he said whenever they expanded the the eligibility to include, you know, 18, people 18 and older with those certain health conditions, they didn't really expand the allotment that the parishes were getting. So, I mean, that that also has something to do with it. But, I mean, you kind of look at how the parishes are, you know, rank as a whole. And that, that, that for me, like tells a lot, like what your percentage of people that to me shows, I, I mean, it's not a perfect science, but I mean, it, it does show you that there is some hesitancy in Livingston Parish. And I mean, looking at the comment section, you could definitely see that there's hesitancy. I mean, granted, that's not, that's not also, you know, that's an imperfect way to look at it as well, but there, there does appear to be some of that hesitancy. But when I was talking with, and I talked with a few people at the clinic who got the vaccine. They didn't want the other vaccines. I think that also has something to do with it. a lot of people just don't want to get go back for a second dose, you know, or have to go back for a second dose. A lot of them went to that one that was at the Livingston Parish Health Unit uh, a couple Saturdays ago just because it was a Johnson and Johnson. So, I mean, I think when we get more of that coming and we got an unexpected shipment to the state last week, that's what the the uh, clinic this this Thursday in Dem Springs is using the Johnson and Johnson. When the more Johnson and Johnson we get, I I believe personally that the more the more up the greater uptick you'll see in Livingston Parish people wanting to get vaccinated. Sure, sure, and you know a lot of concern with people um, who are worried about what's in the Pfizer vaccine, what's in the Moderna vaccine. Also, people who, like you said, were concerned about not being able to make that second appointment. Life yeah. happens. I mean, look at a few weeks ago when we had that rare winter storm that that delayed a lot of the second appointment. So, I mean, I, I think there there is some, you know, legitimacy to these people being hesitant. And of course, it's a new vaccine. So there's always going to be a little bit of hesitancy anyway. But I think when you have the Johnson and Johnson single dose one, I think that's really going to push a lot of people uh, to want to get vaccinated more. Sure. So uh, this week, Rob is the dejected one. So we're going to move over to to him. I'm not crying. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I'll my coffee. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so we, uh, you know, we've we're not quite done with basketball season. We still got some all district teams, some all parish teams to come out, but we do have a little bit of sort of interim news before that. We got a couple of kids playing in the all state game, correct? Right. The uh, the coaches all star game will be this weekend in Pineville. So uh, on the boys side, we got Dylan Gilner from Holden and Presley Scott from Doyle on the girls side. Uh, believe they start at one o'clock on Saturday in Pineville. So I, I you know kind of a good way to bridge that gap. Good to see some of these kids getting you know state statewide recognition right, right. for their efforts. And we're, you mentioned it. we're in the process right now of getting nominations for the all-parish team, and I'm, I'm scooping up all district teams as we speak. So uh, just keep paying attention, and we'll have those in there uh, here soon. So moving into baseball and softball, we're, we, we've been kind of skirting around it, kind of poking at it, but now we're, we're really going to get into it. And we've got sort of two interesting storylines right now. First and foremost, kid from Springfield throwing two no hitters. I mean, wow, what a fan and a lot of batters. Uh, and then second, sort of, you know, Walker has its ups and downs in baseball. 
But for them to kind of lay it on Live Oak like they did was very interesting. That happened last night. So let's first talk about our pitcher from Springfield. That was actually softball last night. Oh, excuse from, me, excuse from me. Walker and Live Oak. So. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. Maybe okay. So maybe I was I was a little off. I'm hey, sorry. You're, you're still you're still uh, getting in a form, man. It's okay. It's it's all right. So let's talk about our pitcher from Springfield. Um. So uh, Jaden Teague. Uh, I they played. Fountain Blue uh, Thursday in the Hammond tournament. I was there for that one, and literally we we get done with the game, and uh, you know they say that's ball game, and we're up in the press box and kind of looked at it, and I get guys, I'm pretty sure he threw a no hitter here, and they and they were like what, and I was like that was just one of those like one of the most, I guess. You can't say nondescript, but it was just quiet. it was Very, just quiet. Was that and that's exactly how I described it. I was like, that might be one of the quietest no hitters I've ever seen. Like literally, we had to look around. It's like, let me before you guys announcement, let me go back and look through my notes and make sure. And sure enough, I said, yeah, he did it. You know, I think five strikeouts and just you know, just he said everything was working. You know, and uh, and then Monday uh, they played Albany and uh, Coach Blanchard texted me and he said. Jaden just threw another one. So, uh, and then you go back and look at that, and uh, Spencer Spencer Harris texted me, and he said, man, it was a good one. Let me give you all uh, just this the scoop on this one. He, uh, he throws 43 pitches, 38 for strikes. Wow. That's a five-inning ball game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and that's efficient. That that is beyond efficient. Uh, it, there's uh, there's no other way to kind of describe that. He faced 16 batters, struck out five, um, and like it, it was just the the one I saw was just just steady, and you just you, you don't even realize it's happening. So, uh, but he, he's throwing well, obviously, uh, obviously, <laughs> uh, and at a very highly efficient level. So, um, you know, that's quite an accomplishment. I mean, yeah. two in what is that a four day span? Just to have it, yeah. They went Thursday and Monday. Yeah. So just just to have that happen, uh, I had already set up my my front page for this week with with the one. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back and you know I was like, wait a minute, we got to get both of them in there now because that's sure. I I don't I don't ever remember this happening, uh, and I've been doing this for a while. Uh, but that was just one of those things where you just kind of go. And uh, at the time when Coach Blanchard texted me, I was I was at Hammond. There's a lot of people who were there for the Hammond tournament, and I was like, guys, the kid from Springfield threw another one. And, that, you know, they genuinely excited uh, for him. It's like, man, that's something, you know. And then when I tell them what he did uh, pitch-wise, it, that, you know, like like we did, it's like, man, that's just unbelievable. It is. It is. I mean, you know, especially at a high school level, you know, a lot of times kids are still trying to get form, you know, still trying to still trying to make sure that, you know, when they call that, when they, you know, either well, usually at high school, the coach, when the coach is calling that ball outside, usually it's outside. Outside, right. So, you know, for exactly. a kid for a kid to throw 53 for 48 strikes, that's that's pretty incredible yeah. at a high school yeah. level. So good for him. And I'd, obviously, you know, Springfield defense, you know, stepping up as well. Got to, I got to see him play. That was my first time seeing him. And, and just looking at him, you've heard coaches use that term of controlled chaos, which is what Coach Blanchard used. You know, he said, and the kids like it. They're super aggressive on the base pass. Uh, you know, as I, there was one game over the weekend. There was a uh, a fielder's choice, and normally you will you may see one, one run score, but they were moving them. They scored two runs on a fielder's choice, which you don't, you don't see that very much, you know, and I try to make a point. They're also doing a really good job of hitting the ball right back up the middle, uh, which, 
you know, when, when you can do that, I think most people try to teach that and, you know, it helps you out, makes it a little bit easier. Sure. I, I, another thing about, you know, high school baseball, a lot of times those middle infielders aren't as, as lengthy and as fast as college kids and especially in the pros. So you can get that ball back up the middle. You got a lot of chance to get some, some base hits. Right. Going over to that softball game. Softball. It was baseball, softball. Softball. It was softball. Yes. Uh, still pretty, pretty good drumming. You know, was that expected? I, it was my first time seeing both teams. And uh, I, I will say this, uh, last week Walker had a game in which they hit seven home runs. Wow. Yes. So uh, that was, uh, I, I think uh, Coach Fletcher said that's a cool record for him. Um, seven home runs, you got to go back and make sure, you know, count the book and make sure. But uh, uh, Walker came out just hitting the ball early. They got four runs on four hits in the first inning. And, uh, you know, later inning they get three runs and, all off a home runs, a, a, a two-run homer and uh, a solo shot. Uh, Caitlin Richet hits the first one, and then uh, Laney Bailey, who was pitching, uh, they go back-to-back on those, and then Richet had another one uh, later on to lead off an inning. Um, but it just it, once they got rolling, it's just, you know, I, I asked Coach about it, and she said, we, we're just looking for pitches in our zone. Sure. And if we get them, uh, you know. They clearly they, take them. They em. go, they take them, you know, so. I want to say they had 14 hits last night, and uh, uh, they combined uh, Laney and uh, Shake Snyder combined on a, a no hitter last night. So another no hitter. Yeah, goodness. So that was Ryan Shake Snyder, by the way. I forgot her first name. So just uh, and just to let folks know that you know that amount of hitting in the high school setting is pretty intense. So. A lot of intense baseball and softball going on right Coming now. in bunches, too, man. It was just just bunches, you know. And and, and then talking to uh, Coach Prescott at, at Live Oak, it's just the thing I got, because I, I was in their dugout trying to shoot pictures with my phone, which is, you know, you guys will see they're not the greatest in the world. But, you know, just when, when they're coming back, it was a, just – she's staying positive with them. Look, back, look, look guys, you know, and, 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 and a lot of times when I, when I talk to coaches, I go, what did we learn today? Mm-hmm. You know, and she's she said we'll take this and we'll learn from it. And you know, the thing is to to build on what we're doing. And and they they just you know she said we just want to be competitive every time we we go out, regardless of what the situation is. We don't change what we're doing. Right. Well, of course, y'all can follow the baseball and softball action at www.livingsonparishnews.com backslash sports, or you can check Rob out on Twitter. Um, obviously, with eighteen total teams, nine high schools, all with baseball and softball teams, he can't make every game. But he is trying to pull these books together in the roundup so you can at least go see what your team's doing there. Jumping back over to Mr. David Gray, uh, we actually have some lifestyle stuff going on. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to get busy again. <laughs> uh, you know, we did. We had the Tickfall 200 canceled, but still some other things going on. He had a play to cover. And I remember yeah. <laughs> when, we were, when we were talking about last week, it had been a year, you know, since... Um, since the start of COVID, you and I were at that play because my, my stepson was in yeah, drama. We yeah, we were at a high school play. Yeah, it was the first, uh, the the day that you could say bleep hit the fans. It was, yeah. uh, it was that, it was that, that day when it all, and I hadn't covered, and that was a big part of my job was covering plays because you have a lot of these, a lot of these high school theater departments, they put on a lot of great productions every year, uh, multiple productions a year, some of them, and, you know, this year, there's been nothing. Denham High did one play, um, a very COVID-friendly uh, uh, production. 
but other than that, it's been pretty quiet until this week. Uh, I went to the dress rehearsal for the Columbia Theater's Wizard of Oz production, and those of you who don't know, the Columbia Theater is in downtown Hammond, and their production of the Wizard of Oz is going on all throughout the month of March, uh, basically Thursday, no, excuse me, Friday through Sunday, all the uh, the weekends of March. So you go online to ColumbiaTheater.com to get tickets that way. But it's a it's a great. You have some Whips and Parish kids in it, Tangipahoa kid, uh, kids in it. So I mean, there's a lot of local talent in there. Uh, it's not it's not like a college production or anything. It's not you know college kids. It's you know it's teenagers. And uh, but they put on they put on a great production. Like I said, there was about ten of us in the theater, and I went to the dress rehearsal so that. I could actually move around and take pictures, so it was a it was fun to actually be able to you know take pictures of a play you know something I haven't done in a long time. So um, yeah, there's some great photos online if you want to grab a copy of the paper this week. Our graphic designer Paul did an amazing job with the feature page, so you you should want to check that out. But yeah, that I mean that that kind of that it was fun to be able to do that for a change. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, you know, trying to. We talked about vaccines earlier with you trying to get back into sort of this uh, a rhythm, I yeah. guess you can say. Uh, also, in school news, uh, we had a young lady here in Livingston Parish um, who absolutely killed it on the ACT. And by killed it, I mean, I mean she was perfect. Yeah, like didn't miss. Yes, yes, she was perfect. Uh, Victoria Germany is her name. She's a senior at Denham High. And, of course, she's wanting to go into science when she graduates uh, high school and goes to college. And she's choosing between, uh, I think it was Duke, LSU, and Vanderbilt. I can't remember exactly, but big-time school. She's, uh, you know, she, her options are wide open with a, with a score like that. Uh, she's in five AP classes, so, I mean, just a top student. And also plays soccer and is in the band. So, I mean, you know, well-rounded students. But, yeah, that was, a, that was just some cool news. I think the last time I... There was a living, I mean, maybe one snuck by me that I didn't realize, but I know in 2019, I believe it was one, there was a kid from Springfield, or no, excuse me, French Settlement, who got a uh, perfect score on the ACT, uh, kid named Braden Amy. Uh, I don't know if, Rob, you remember, he used to play basketball, I believe. He was a, he was a basketball player, and he got a perfect score on the mm-hmm. ACT. So uh, that's the last one I remember. So, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty rare thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a good, you know, good for her. I that destroys what i got on the act so completely well, she, completely well she definitely has she definitely has options so yes. uh, good good for her and uh, you know rob want to jump over here uh for a second because i seem to remember um you bringing up in, in in pre-production when we were talking about all these things um you were at a game when that news broke and you know these 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 other ladies were very excited for her it it was it was pretty cool um uh I'm I'm at the softball game last week, Doyle and Springfield, and uh, you see uh, Caitlin Randall, who does the. Uh, if you guys go to uh, Springfield, anything, Caitlin's there. She's a cheerleader, played on plays on a volleyball team, but she does the announcing for the uh, the softball games, and uh, she's kind of scrolling through her phone, and and I was kind of standing up in the back, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, look at this!" So I, you know, it's it's one of those things where. As a high school student, you see somebody do that, and it and they were really excited for it. This is from coming from another school, but when you know when the kids see that, it's it you know you can't you can't help but be kind of amazed by that. Sure, that's a big deal. I, I didn't come close. I'm just letting you know. So, <laughs> well, everybody's got their strengths, right? 
uh, for some people, standardized testing is not one of them. Because there's a secret to it as well. You know, I was happy. All sorts of I was happy with what like. I got. I got. I just had. I got a 22, and I was happy with that. Well, so. fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. David, do you want to share yours? I'm good. I Go can't ahead. I, I don't even think I can remember it actually. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. I'm older than you too. <laughs> yeah. So that probably tells you I didn't do too well. <laughs> what? What was it? Chris Carter says, "Come on, man. Come on, man." <laughs> so, you know, David, uh, uh, we're also starting to get. You know, we're still in sort of this rhythm of, of COVID stories. But this one's a little more heartwarming than most. Uh, a young man whose who's grandfather is ha, currently has COVID, correct? Yeah, I, I, he's still recovering from COVID, okay. still recovering from the effects of COVID. So, you know, this has been hard on seniors and children and grandchildren and those kinds of things. They've had a lot of trouble seeing each other mm -hmm. during COVID. Well, this grandson said, you know, I'm going to kind of rise above that. I'm going to find a way to get in touch with my granddad because I want him to recover. I want him to have that strength. So tell us a little bit about this story. Yeah, there was a kid uh, named James Lopez III. Uh, he's from Denham Springs. He's a, a karate kid. Uh, mm -hmm. He competes right. in a lot of karate, uh, martial uh, arts competitions, that sort of thing. And he actually competed in one uh, uh, beginning of the new year and got first place, or, you know, a couple first place awards, actually, and then received the medal and decided to, he wanted to send that medal to his grandfather because he said the medal was given to, you know, goes to a person, you know, shows courage, he rises above, and he wrote a letter to his grandfather saying that you're the one who's kind of doing that right now because uh talked to James's mother, uh, she said, that it's uh, her father-in-law, James's grandfather, who is uh, who had a really bad bout with COVID. Uh, said he was in really bad shape, could you know could barely breathe, and that that letter just sort of just lifted his spirits. I mean, he was able to go home. You know, uh, the family was you know thrilled when he was able to finally return home. He's still at home recovering. She said, you know, I just messaged her yesterday, and she said, you know, he's still, you know, dealing with this. This was in January when he uh, went. To the hospital with COVID, or was dealing with COVID in the hospital. He was in the hospital for about a, a little over a month. So I mean, just, just yeah, like I said, it's not you know nothing that's going to change the world, but just just a nice heartwarming story to you know just kind of re underscore you know how real this has been for so many people the last year. Yeah, over a year now. So yeah, I mean it, you know just uh, it's it's interesting because that's almost kind of a full circle moment. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, it, you can see yeah. this this granddad inspiring his grandson and the grandson wanting to give that back. Yeah. So very, very, uh, you know, the, the word you use was heartwarming. It's a very, very heartwarming story. So, again, we enjoy sitting down for a little group therapy here at the Livingston Parish News. Going to ask you guys to give sort of a introduction, if you will. We're going to start with the man on my right first. Hi, David Gray, Lifestyle Editor with the Livingston Parish News. And you, sir. Hey, this is Rob DeArmond. I'm the sports editor at the Livingston Parish News. And my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. We do appreciate you guys sitting down and either listening or not yet watching, although we have found a clever way to present it on Facebook as a video. You get to watch our little waveform voices go up and down. Uh, but we do appreciate you guys joining us. We have a lot of fun sitting down here talking about what's going on last week, what's coming up this week. And we will have Mr. Gary Frog Talbert in here tomorrow. He's going to be talking about roads and sex shops. So it's going to be <laughs> what a tease. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, lot yeah, of, right? lot of, lot of diversity. Uh, there, there is. <laughs> we, we are a diverse parish here, <laughs> and we are trying all sorts of things. So we hope you guys will be on the lookout for that. 
I again want to thank my two uh, editors for joining me today, and we appreciate you guys as well. Please remember that the news is on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. We hope you have a great day, and we will catch you next time.